Hey everybody, welcome to Nutty Buddy Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and uh, we're going to have a bigger episode today. Um, We're going to talk about episode 9 of WandaVision, the breakdown. We probably won't go scene by scene like we did with episode 8 because it was a little longer episode, but also the podcast is going to be a little longer. And the reason why is I want to talk about not only the episode, but also the series as a whole and hit on the expectation part because right now a lot of fans are divided when it comes to the expectation um, that this show had and whether they met those expectations. And then whose fault is it then if those expectations of the show weren't met? So I want to kind of talk about all those things today. But first, I did have to apologize to everybody who listens to my podcast. Um, Just because my instant reaction pod uh, to the show, I re-listened to it the morning of, and then I re-listened to it again. And then one of my friends uh, told me basically like I was uh, repeating myself a lot. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was. And uh, it was because I was really tired. I maybe shouldn't have done a podcast. But uh, I did. (laughs) So I I wanted there still because it was my instant reaction, uh, which was one of the phrases I used a lot. Um, But just if you listen to that podcast, sorry that you have to endure my tiredness and my constant repeating of myself. Um, So why don't we just get into the first part of our uh, podcast here and we'll just talk about the episode a little bit. Episode 9 of WandaVision. So spoiler alert from here on in, guys. So if you haven't watched WandaVision Episode 9 and you don't want that spoiled, uh, go ahead and turn off the pod, come back and listen to it. Otherwise, let's get into it. So we basically start where we left off. Agnes has the kids in the little like strings of her powers and um, Wanda's on the other side. I thought it was interesting. We kind of get a glimpse of what Agnes wanted. So the entire series, you know, it was speculated that there would be a big bad someone Agnes was working for. What we find, find out is really Agnes' goal is to steal the powers of Wanda and that's sort of the uh, interaction with them throughout the episode. Now, one of the more cool scenes, I like the car scene, the car scene where Wanda threw the car at Agnes and then we saw the boots of Agnes uh, in that floor with her not around. I thought that was kind of funny and it was a little bit of a callback to the wizard of Oz. So that was kind of neat. Um, Then when Agnes disappeared, that's when we first get a glimpse of White Vision. White Vision comes and obviously Wanda's fooled. She thinks that uh, this is actually Vision. And that's when Vision reveals, White Vision reveals that, no, I'm not Vision. I'm just going to crush your head. No big deal. Uh, And then Vision comes and sort of saves Wanda. So we get the uh, awesome fight scene. And, And this is one of my favorite scenes throughout the show was the vision on vision crime just them constantly fighting where they were phasing through each other they did the little the beam of light that like (laughs) where the powers couldn't decide which one was stronger so the vision 
fight sequences were really well done. I really appreciate the vision um, and the other vision fighting one another. And maybe that's why Paul Bettany was pretty excited to work with himself because the, the, scene, the, the, the scenes with them in it were pretty cool. Um, we come back to S.W.O.R.D., Jimmy Woo, he gets handcuffed, he was able to get a phone, uh, he was able to use his magic tricks uh, or illusions uh, to get out of his handcuffs, and he says, flourish, and that was a callback to episode, I believe, two, when um, Vision was doing that little magic show, and he ate the big red, and, you know, he said, flourish. But um, then we get back into the middle of the town. And Wanda is um, probably one of my favorite scenes where as um, Agnes reveals that she's what the Dark Hold foretold, the Scarlet Witch, and she reveals the Dark Hold, um, she does, Agnes mentions the only thing we get for for Doctor Strange and that is that she is going to be more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme but what I I really like the scene where the townspeople were being released from Wanda's control Um, it was sort of bittersweet because I think the scene was really well done we got to really feel how the townspeople were feeling even though we had an idea and the first one that was released was was Dottie but her real name was Sarah and you could tell when she was released right away she really just wanted to be with her kids so this is where the for the children comes in into play as it seemed like maybe everybody in the town that had children who were locked away in their rooms sleeping possibly um, they just wanted to be with their children. They wanted to protect their children. And I just felt so bad for Dottie when she's like, you know, she could be friends with your bo- boys or if you'd rather them be the bully. I'm like, oh, man, she just wants to hold her daughter. That was crazy. Now, as the rest of the town people were being uh, released uh, of Wanda's powers, uh, they talked about the nightmares they were having. They're like, Wanda, we're having your nightmares. Your grief is poisoning us. Um, they mentioned that they'd rather die than be controlled again, which is just kind of crazy when you think about like not being able to, you know, know what you're doing, but not being able to stop it. You have no control over it, and you're just living in someone's nightmare and grief. And uh, Wanda, you know, as this is coming at her, she then all of a sudden started choking people by accident this is with her powers that she can't quite control yet so uh i just thought it was a well done scene the character's kind of switching from um like hey we're doing what we're doing like shopping hanging out and talking to this like frantic panic mode begging wanda as their minds are being released that, you know, basically, Hey, we'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. Don't let my husband in here. I thought that was really well done. So she opens up the hex, you know, because she's just going to let the people out. And that's when sword decides to come in. And what Wanda realizes this is that if she 
removes the hex, Vision and her boys are gone because they are a product of that reality, both, both Vision and the boys. So she closes up the hex because she didn't even know that. She didn't know that was going to happen. And we see the family superhero pose with uh, Sword, Agnes, and White Vision surrounding them. And one of the fa- my favorite lines of this episode is when Vision said, Boys, we didn't prepare you for this. And Wanda told them, But you were born for it. I thought that was super a super neat line. It was good. So then we got to see a little of everything, right? Vision, fighting Vision. And then this is where we get uh, Vision, White Vision, uh, they talk it out. And I thought that was funny. It's like, of course, if any superhero could reason with their, like, villain, alter ego, (laughs) it'd be Vision. It'd be Vision. They talk about the, um, what is it called? The thesis ship of... Let me look here. It's in my notes. Thought experiments, the ship of thesis. It's a identity metaphysics. It's about removing planks that rot to put in new planks. But then if you build with the old planks without the rot, which one's the real ship? Neither, but both are. And so he just kind of mentioned, you know, um, the memories the memories are what makes you vision. And he's like, well, I don't have memories. And vision unlocked his mind. And then we see, saw white vision go. Now, I don't know what this means because he says, I am vision as he left. Um, and um, he also gained eyes. Did you see like his human eyes came back? So this could either mean that he realized that his directive was to kill the vision. And he is the vision. So I'm going to just fly myself into the sun. Which I don't think that's what it was. I think that he went and basically it was like, I got to figure this stuff out. And uh, we'll see him again. And I'm really excited actually because I thought Paul Bettany was, uh, he did a really good job in the show. And to lose him would have been kind of sad. So I'm really excited to see what they do with White Vision moving forward. I thought it was interesting too just to hit the Hayward thing. Is that it showed his dislike for super beings when he shot at Tommy and Billy. I mean, that's how much he despise, despises um, these super beings that he was willing to kill kids. And just to put a bow on him, Hayward, is that it, it, he, he lived through that five years when everyone was blipped and there was things that happened. I would love to know what happened during that time period. What makes... A man like that so callous towards superheroes or super beings that he would shoot kids so that'll be an interesting thing to see how they develop and then we see Agnes go into her nightmare and Wanda revealed something to Agnes and, and all of us because when we when I first saw the scene with um, Agnes and her sisters and the mom I, I thought that Agnes stole Wanda's power. Uh, I'm not Wanda, but the sisters and the mother's power. I thought she did it on accident. Like she couldn't control the power that she used. But Wanda revealed to us that she did. Not only did she control it, 
but she did it on purpose. Now, this scene backfires on Wanda because in this nightmare, the uh, witches that came back to life recognized her as the Scarlet Witch. And this is where the problem lies with Wanda is that she has the power. She doesn't have the knowledge. But Wanda is able to break out of this nightmare and then the bigger battle ensues, right? We see um, Wanda basically seeming to forfeit all her power to Agnes, but really what she was doing is really casting her spell of the runes so that she would be the only one that can control that environment and Agnes wouldn't be allowed to use Agnes's power. Now, the only problem I have with this scene, now, it wasn't the greatest, like, fight scene i think like end game not end game infinity wars where dr strange fought thanos and dr strange was using spells and and stuff his powers to stop thanos from using the gauntlet against him the infinity stones um that was cooler dr strange's fight scenes were cooler so i felt like it could have been done better and i get like the the whole point of agnes was she was trying to bait wanda into giving her her powers but they still could have done it in a way better way that that's just my opinion um and the other thing i had a problem with was that she didn't really learn the when when agnes brought wanda to the basement and revealed that 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 power to wanda she didn't do it in front of her where wanda could like you know see learn by watching it was already done the spells were already cast so i don't understand how she learned it and i also don't understand how she just knew how to absorb her powers back and i guess the other thing i would question is is if agnes really was absorbing wanda's powers how would of wanda i mean agnes not been able to use wanda's powers that she absorbed do you understand what i'm saying like yeah she couldn't use her powers but she absorbed wanda's powers. so shouldn't she have been able to absorb wanda's powers that's the only thing i don't understand and maybe maybe because it was in the hex and a lot of it was being done maybe it was just like sort of an illusion but it seemed like that's what happened at the end where wanda kind of drained agnes's powers um, she look. She then gets her costume, and what I found really cool about her costume, it looks kind of like a Magneto costume. It kind of looked like Magneto from X Men First Class. That's immediately what I thought when I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's super cool. Um, she made Agnes. She punished her. Right, nosy neighbor puts her in Westview. If I ever need her. Um, what I thought was interesting though is Agnes mentioned. Two things. She said, you don't know what you have unleashed. You don't know what you have done. She uses those two, two phrases when talking to Wanda and after, after she lost the battle. Now, I don't know if this is reference in reference to the multiverse being unlocked and we just didn't get to see it unlocked or if like her unleashing her true potential or her powers was what she unleashed 
Then we get the scene that they were sad um, when Wanda had to give up the kids. I like how she's like, thanks for picking me. It showed how much she appreciated and said that family is forever. So she she basically implied that even though they're gone, they're not gone. You know, they'll always be a part of her. Same with Vision. We found out what Vision was, the piece of the mind stone that's inside Wanda. That's who Vision was. But she gave her up too. And a lot of people, well, I, I should say a lot. Some people have mentioned that like, the sacrifice she made is going to be cheapened because we know there's a white vision out there. And um, she heard the voices of her kids in the post-credit scene, so we know that she might be going after her kids. But I, I don't believe that because here's the thing. Even though she might get white vision back, she doesn't know, right? Um, her perception... Perception is reality. Her perception is she lost these people. She didn't know that she could get them back. She don't know where White Vision is. I don't even know if she know that knows that White Vision survived. She wasn't paying attention to what was happening to Vision. We know White Vision survived. And there's no way she could have known by reading the Dark Hold and learning that maybe the kids might be somewhere else. You know, like maybe alive in a different dimension or reality, which is what she found out by reading that book. Um, so I still think her sacrifice that she made in this moment was very powerful because I think it wasn't necessarily... Maybe at this point, though, in her grief, it didn't feel like a sacrifice to her because she realized that, like, vision was inside of her and her kids were a part of her. So she was able to let it go easily because she came to reality that they'll never be without them or she will never be without them if that makes sense so i still think it was a big sacrifice um we see hayward get arrested we see wanda leave and monica wanted to have that scene right before she left and, and monica told wanda if i had your powers I would have bring, brought my mom back. And it, it's sort of um, just a truth in life. Sometimes we, we make, oh, I would have never done that. When someone does something, maybe out of desperation or sadness or grief, and we're like, oh, I've never done that. It's like, well, you don't know. You're not in their position. It's almost likely if we are empathetic that we would kind of come to terms with like, huh, I could see how, that person would have done that or how she or he would have done that. And that's where Monica was with Wanda. She's like, I could see why she would do that. I would have done that. And and maybe we all agree sort of with how um, Monica, re, you know, showed empathy towards Wanda in that moment. So then um, Wanda flies off and we get a mid credit scene and we see the scroll and the scroll said, hey, a friend of your mom's wants to see you up in the sky. Um, now, that could be referring to this engineer friend. Maybe that was, you know, alluded to before. Or it could be just Nick Fury. Or it could be Captain Marvel. But we know it leaves into Captain Marvel 2. And then there was a post credit scene where... Uh, we saw Wanda drinking tea and at the same time studying the Darkhold book. And then that's when we hear the um, 
Mom, help us, please. So again, that's just an episode recap uh, and some thoughts I had in there. Um, overall, the episode, honestly, I was, again, just a little disappointed in the episode. And we'll talk about why in a moment. But it still was a good episode. When I rewatched it without the expectations that I had, I did appreciate it for what it was. But it was still disappointing. And it's, uh, I would give it probably like a six or seven out of ten. So that's where I, I fell on this episode. Now let's talk about the series as a whole. And this to- sort of gets into my disappointment as well. So we'll just kind of combine those two things together. So one of my favorite series or TV shows is How I Met Your Mother. And what I love about that show is the journey. But when it comes to the season finale or the series finale, I wasn't a big fan of what happened. It, it fell flat to me. And even though I still enjoyed the show and I can still enjoy the show today and I'll watch watch it. Um, because of the finale, it kind of cheapens the journey a little bit because you know that all the struggles that those characters went through, all the growth, it led to nothing. Everybody was sort of back where they were in the first couple episodes. Except maybe um, Lily and Marshall. Now, this is going to be a spoiler for How I Met Your Mother real quick. For instance, like Ted was in love with Robin right away. Guess who he loved at the end of the show? Robin. So the entire journey and the growth of them two being friends and her not being able to have kids and and um, knowing that they just weren't right for each other because they wanted different things, it meant nothing in the end because they ended up together anyway. Barney went from a, a, a like a player, you know, in quotes, I'm using quotes, where he, he, he liked all these girls and then he wanted to settle down. He wanted to be with someone. And when that show like put him and Robin together, I loved it because it's kind of like they were perfect for one another. And then they reverted him back to what he was. You know, he couldn't handle not, you know, he was kind of a selfish person and he became a selfish person all over again. At least that's the way I felt. So the growth throughout the the journey, it just meant nothing in the end. Now, there was another show that I really liked. It was called uh, White Collar. White Collar. And that season finale, that series finale, was amazing. Loved the show. And it was the perfect ending. Now, I say all of that because, you know, in, in a lot of shows, TV shows... You, the finale can make or break the rest of the series. The whole series can be done and undone in one episode. And that's the last episode. Like it changes everything. And that's what kind of happened with me in this series. The series, if I would have been asked by episode seven, what do I think of this series? Uh, Not knowing the last two episodes, I would have said, hey, this series, at least a 9 out of 10. 9.5 out of 10. And maybe even a 10 out of 10. You know, the series could have had me. That it was, I felt it was really good. Because I thought everything was going to lead somewhere. 
Think about it. Dottie. Dottie in episode two. The reason why I was so intrigued about episode two wasn't just because of the helicopter or the uh, for the children, um, but it was Dottie. Agnes built her up to be something special. She didn't do that with any other person in the town. And she ended up being nobody. That was built up. And um, Quicksilver or Evan Peters. It, you know, like he, it was built that up that he was going to be someone. The idea of it was he was going to be someone, whether it was Quicksilver or another villain. And he was Ralph Boner, right? Um, it, it was just the last two episodes, just they both fell flat for me. That's it's just and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm just trying to be honest and frank about it. So the series as a whole, again, 7 out of 10. I just, it, I have a hard time with the last two episodes. And this goes into like the expectations side of it. The expectation. And I've been listening to a lot of stuff on YouTube. And there's a lot of blame to quote around why there, why there is so much expectation, right? The um, problem is... Was it was coming from all directions? So we had we had fans speculating, and like for instance, we had no reason to think that Professor X was going to show up or Magneto. I mean, the only reason why people thought Magneto was going to maybe show up was because of Wanda and Quicksilver, and the relationship. But you know that he's their father. The only reason, like for me, thinking that Professor X was going to show up was that I think it would have been very logical is if Envin Peters was Quicksilver that he would show up looking for him. But, so that's on the fans, right? But the cast, the cast needs to take some blame for this. They told us that there was going to be a very special cameo. Like, I get that he was trying to be funny, but it wasn't funny. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't funny because you, you set an expectation. You set a bar. And and remember, what we knew about this show was that it was going to lead to the multiverse and it was going to be uh, lead to mutants. So when we saw Evan Peters, guess what? Both check marks. Both check marks were checked. Multiverse, mutant, right there. Big cameo coming up. Who could that be? Well, likely if it's someone that Paul Bettany hasn't worked with, it's not anybody we met before. Elizabeth Olsen. Now, I know she was asked the question and she just said yes. But if there wasn't a Luke Skywalker like cameo, she could have just been honest and said, well, it's going to be a really great ending, but nobody of that magnitude that I would have been good with that. So the cast has to take some of the blame as well. And Marvel and Kevin Feige has to take some of the blame. The amount of Easter eggs and hints they were getting giving to us the entire time um, about what might be happening. 
they were like pointing to a bigger being being behind all of this. Like whether it be Nightmare or Mephisto. They, you know, and they mentioned how it was, in, you know, based off of the House of M. So, like, I understand that a lot of fans are frustrated about fans being frustrated because, you know, a lot of it has to do with the expectations not being met. And some of that expectations were made up. They were. I even got a little carried away. But... At the same time, those expectations, some of them, not all of them, but some of them, came, I mean, they didn't come from nowhere. We had solid evidence to believe some some of the theories, not all of them, some of them. And I mean, the two biggest disappointments and I, I might have said this in my last podcast, but hopefully I can just say this, you know, again, I don't want to be repeating myself. I know how that uh, can upset some people. But the two the two things that were the most frustrating is the Evan Peters reveal as Ralph Boner. It wasn't funny. I'm sorry. There's nothing funny about that. You... You don't bring in Evan Peters to play Quicksilver if he's not going to be Quicksilver. Get someone else. That that to me was sort of like I felt a little bit like a slap in the face when watching the show. Again, when we think about how great they said this show was, what this is going to lead to, the, the sort of hype train that the cast was pushing themselves that that's not cool it's just not so the evan peters things bothered me a lot and that's one one thing that the last two days when i thought about what i'm truly upset about with the finals i'm sorry not the finals the finale what i was upset with the finale and the evan peters thing was a big deal now here's the thing he didn't have to be the fox universe quicksilver for me to be happy but he didn't, like, he, like, I didn't want to hear that he was Ralph Boner. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the what I wanted to hear. He could have been Nightmare. He could have been Mephisto. He could have been Nicholas Scratch, um, which would have been Agnes, Agnes' uh, son in the co- comic books. He could have been uh, a, a, a Quicksilver, but a different version. Or... Just somebody who gained powers inside the hex, like a a Quicksilver himself. To be nothing, to be no one. It's just, why would Marvel do that? Now, maybe they were kind of doing it as a nod to the fans. Or maybe they think that this was going to be funny and it fell flat. But man, it was just not cool. And I know I said that already, but it's just, I don't know how else to say, like, why they chose that. It was so dumb. Now, the second thing that disappointed me is Doctor Strange not showing up. We know this leads to Multiverse of Madness. And 
you know, there were... It, here's the thing. When you start getting that big extended universe and you're bringing all these heroes in, it is up to you to keep the continuity right. And for all that to be, take place for that pe- long period of time, even if it's a couple days, and all the power that was coming there and all the reality bending, the fact that he doesn't even show up after to address Wanda is is mind-blowing to me. He should have came. That's that's his job. So again, just a disappointment in not having the Sorcerer Supreme show up. It, it's just logical he would have. So those were the two biggest disappointments. Now, not having a big bad like revealed like Nightmare... Mephisto or whoever else I mean that's a little bit of a disappointment that that Agnes was just doing to get the power it's almost like we we all assumed that we were theorizing that Agnes was doing this for a reason to help somebody else out someone more powerful no she just wanted the power to herself it would you understand what I'm saying? Like it that doesn't that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to me. Because then here's the thing. This is why it doesn't make sense to me. If she just wanted Wanda's powers, why didn't she trick her right away into getting them? It didn't matter who she was. It didn't matter how she did what she did. If you want her powers, why didn't you just go take take him away from her why did you go and play along for that long why do you need to find out that that's what i don't understand so again you go back through the the episodes and now like me watching episodes one through three towards the end of three all that time it was just a sitcom it didn't matter all the information that came from that did not matter it didn't amount to anything so it's kind of a waste of time to go back and watch those episodes. Now, I think it was episode seven. I went back and rewatched all of them because I thought everything kind of meant something. Not ev- not everything. Some things meant something. And you had to decipher what things meant what. And I was super excited to go back and do that. I have no desire to go back and watch the entire series. I just don't. And it's because it didn't matter that Dottie was the key to this town important it didn't matter that the hearts the guy that was choking (laughs) you know like we didn't get that answered um what benefit they are if any um it just it just fell flat to me so because of the finale being so disappointing, it just, it kind of just, I wouldn't say ruined the series for me. It just wasn't as good as I thought. And and as as much as the expectation part was it, uh, was, was part of it, the expectation was somewhat self-made, but it was also expectation that was sort of fed to us as well. Through Marvel. They were the ones that put the Easter eggs in there. 
the hints, the clues, insinuating, implying. They were the ones that cast Evan Peters. They're the ones in the cast that mentioned a big cameo. They were the ones that said this season finale is going to be beyond expectations. So they built that up. They did. So they can't be mad. And they and you and, and we can't be afraid to just say, listen, this this wasn't as good as we thought it would be. And they can't be mad when we say that because if it, they said it was going to be this great thing and it's not, you know, we just got to be honest about it. So that, that that are my thoughts. That's all I have about this series. I mean, this was a, a cool journey to go through with you guys. It helped me start a podcast just because I want wanted to talk. Part of the reason I wanted to talk about this so much that I was just like, I got to start a podcast. And I want to talk about other things too. But um, it's just a, sort of me, for me, it's just a sad way to end it because I don't want to be disappointed. I wanted to really have enjoyed this series. But um, I just... I didn't enjoy the last two episodes. So that's all I got. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. So this this will end uh, my WandaVision discussion. This is it. I don't think I'll ever have to revisit WandaVision again. Um, there's no rewatches. Um, you know, I, <laughs> my brother-in-law, he, he talked about maybe debating me uh whether or not if wandavision is actually a good show and he didn't even like the first two episodes could you imagine i can't i can't argue with him anymore because they you know he was trying to say you know they're they're a waste of time because it's not marvel and i'm like no no, no, you gotta understand this is all leading to something it's all leading to something and it didn't mean anything so like i told him i'd be willing to talk to him about it We'll see if that happens. That'd be kind of fun. But, uh, and if you like the show, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really am. I hope that uh, this didn't ruin it for you. Don't let me change your opinion. It's just my thoughts. That's all. So, um, I'm actually going to drop a podcast later this week. Um, my first NFL podcast. So, if you're not into football, um, that's okay. You don't, you can either just, you know, listen to it because you might, uh, I don't know, want to, you're bored and you want to listen to some or, or you don't have to listen to it. I'll clearly mark it. So, you know, when I'm talking about the, uh, MCU or DC or, um, what's the other thing? Star Wars entertainment. Or if I'm going to talk about sports. If I talk about any of the things, I'll clearly mark it so that you can pick and choose what you want to listen to. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do that. I want to start doing some movie reviews to talk about some M- MCU content. I want to actually um, do a podcast with uh, talk about Captain America, Captain Marvel, and Iron Man. Those three movies together. I want to do it in chronological order. And I think that'll be fun. And just give my two cents about it. Each show. Sort of reviewing each movie. And then 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming out. That's going to be fun. And I think that's going to be more like superhero Marvel action type show. That's the way it looks. So that's going to be super fun to watch. And I think there's only six episodes of that. So we have a lot of stuff to continue and talk about. Um, but hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for just letting me rant for, <laughs> you know, 10 minutes. And um, this is... Uh, Nutty Buddy Entertainment podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan, and we will catch you next time.